Good Friday, everybody. I'm Brian Milam. That is Lee K. Howard. And guess what? You are locked into Facebook Live Friday. I want to thank our good friends, the sponsors of this Bluegrass Orthopedics. The BGO is the place to go. Hey, I just came up with that. Uh, was that I didn't get paid for that. I was going to say, if you could get like a little tune going. Come on, going Andrew there. Carlson, hook me up with a little. If you get a little tune going with that, you might have a jingle. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah I don't think that would be it. But. <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> us. We're going to talk sports with you for the next 10, 15 minutes or so. And uh, a lot going on in the sports world, despite the Kentucky Wildcats not being in the final four. I really thought, Brian, we would be in Minneapolis yeah. right now. That's especially true. Especially after uh, Kentucky beat Houston and mm -hmm. Auburn beat North Carolina. I thought, oh, look at that. We're going to be in Minneapolis. I thought about that last year. I was like, Kansas State, Loyola, piece of cake. I know. It's even uh, tougher when you think like, like the so door opened and then, yeah, you and know. then it closed in a hurry. And then it really closed <laughs> in a hurry. In fact, I don't want to mention or, or admit to everybody that we jinx things, but at halftime of that Kentucky-Auburn game, we were talking about the Mall of America and potentially a roller coaster <laughs> or something like that in Minneapolis. And we forgot they still had a half of basketball to play. So nonetheless, the basketball season. So it's your fault. Yeah, it, well, it's partially my fault, partially your fault. But it's, yeah, I but just it's wanted come to, go, to an end. I just wanted to go see the Harmon Killebrew seat where he hit like the farthest ball in Griffith Stadium. That's the only thing I wanted to see. Uh, it, it has been an interesting week since Kentucky lost to Auburn. Uh, the Tigers going to the Final Four. Your Texas Tech Red Raiders are in the Final Four. Uh, first you know, time ever. First time ever. I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, that's the team, of course, I wanted Kentucky there. And that would have made it even sweeter oh, sure because Texas Tech, I don't follow the team very much anymore. And, but growing up, I was a fan mm -hmm. of Texas Tech and uh, obviously know I worked in that market for a little bit of time. So that'll be my pick of the four that are left. I'm all Texas Tech Red Raider from here on out. You know, when people talk, and this is one thing I've always wondered about, when people talk about, hey, it's all about the SEC. If Kentucky's not in it, it's all about the SEC. Would Kentucky fans still root for Tennessee if they were in the final four? I don't four? think so. Would they root for Auburn, the team that knocked you out, because they're an SEC team, I, and it's a guy like Bruce Pearl who's had a, a past where it's been a little dicey at times? I've heard a lot of people say they are rooting for Auburn because it is the SEC. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Maybe if that's what you want to do, but that's not me. I mean, <laughs> honestly, if Texas Tech wasn't in there, I don't know how much I would be excited about even watching it. Mm -hmm. uh, coming up this weekend, but I don't think you. I don't think you root for the team that beat you. See, I, that's me. I cannot root for unless, unless my best friend plays for that team. Maybe yeah. if I was younger and my best buddy played, maybe. So, but do you have a pick? Are you? I want to see Virginia win because be Tony Bennett got just railroaded last year when the 16 seed UMBC Maryland Baltimore County beat Virginia, the the number one overall seed, I think, at least a, a number one seed. It may have been the number one overall. I can't remember. But I, I think he just got plastered across the country. This guy can't do this. This guy can't do that. Well, he's in the final four. I'm rooting for him just to uh, because he's a classy guy, it, it appears, and, and he just got plastered across the, every it, social media. It would be media. something. Man, <clears throat> did he ever get Excuse ripped. me. Yeah, it would be something to go from upset in the first round by a 16 seed <laughs> yeah. all the way to the <laughs> national championship. All right, a couple people uh, watching here. we got Corbin. We've got yeah. Somerset, Virgie, Kentucky. Virgie, the How home about, of Todd uh, May. Taswell, Tennessee. We got Bell County, and uh, we got a guy named Dwayne that says, "Go Auburn." So, see, there there are uh, there are people that are there cheering are for Bruce there. Pearl and Auburn to get the win. I'm yeah, Texas Tech. Let's get the win. All right, let's talk about a couple of other topics. One being the lifetime contract for John Calipari, and I said it the other day. I don't think there's been a phrase that has captivated the nation so quickly as, except for one and done, 
lifetime contract, and it's the guy you either love or you hate, depending on where you are in the country. And surprisingly, how quickly that came out after Kentucky lost. Yeah. You know, Cal admitted that he was talking at least or listening to UCLA's offer. Um, UCLA came pretty hard after John Calipari to try to sure lock did. him up and and I credit UK for coming right back and, and saying, no, we want you here, not just now, but we want you here for the remainder of your coaching career. So what what lifetime means, I don't even think it was worded lifetime as far as what UK, they just said, you know, a, a lengthy contract, so to speak. But it's basically until he doesn't want to coach here. Um, he's got the job. Yeah, and I, I, I like it. I mean, I don't think – who else are you going to go get right now? Let's say Cal jumped to UCLA. Who are you going to get now between the middle of summer recruiting picks up? Oh, I would not want that dilemma. And if I am uh, Mitch Barnhart, uh, I agree with what Tom Leach said the other day. He said, man, I'm going to lock this guy up permanently because I don't want to be the guy to go find his replacement. Right. I'd, and I also want to retire the year before Cal's contract <laughs> is up, so I'm not the guy that has to replace him. I think it's a smart move, and, and for anybody, um, and I said this on Facebook the other day, anybody that criticizes a coach for being out coached constantly, uh, and the guy's won 305 games in 10 years, that's, mm -hmm. I'm not great at math, but that's 30 wins a season. And you, and, you look at, and you look at the way that Calipari does this right now with the one-and-done system. Yeah, it's not perfect. It has its flaws, sure but it it's not easy to do. And he's just about the best that there is to, at doing it. You look at Duke and Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish. And, oh, guess what? And, they're not there And either. they're not in there either. <laughs> I mean, and, and so it's not easy to do. So people that just point at one national championship right. and he's underachieved, Guess what? There's only one team that wins that every year, and it's tough to do yeah. it. But Calipari has had this team in the conversation every year. Now, the last two years, should they have gone to the Final Four? Probably so. But, you know, I, I, I'm with you completely. Who else is out there that you're going to find right now that's going to be able to even duplicate, right. let alone surpass what John Calipari is doing? You know, and another thing that really gets on – this is uh, – see, this is where we can kind of let our – hair down a little bit and kind of be a little bit more honest than we would be on television. I get sick and tired of I'm people. always honest on television. I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> I always get sick and tired of people saying, well, Kentucky choked, Cal choked, the kids choked. When is it always about losing? Don't you credit the other team for winning? Mm -hmm. I mean, just saying it's not just about who loses. It's about who wins. And credit Auburn. They were red hot coming into that game. They were not red hot from three-point range, even though they hit some timely threes to certainly the, the start of the second half go on a 12-2 run. But they, they reevaluated and said, look, they're taking away the three. We're going to have to drive to the basket. Cal did make some adjustments. Some he didn't. That happens, folks. There is not a 100% great coach. John Wooden allegedly lost a few games here and there. Is that just, right? Just throwing that out there. Adolph Rupp. Lost a couple of games. Yeah, I mean, give me. Give let's, Come on. This will be the only time I give Auburn credit. But other than the free throw statistic, which was, was all on, which was all on Kentucky, yeah. just a bad day. Good free throw shooting team, bad day. Uh, you know, Auburn is a team that likes to turn over their opponents. So that the turnovers late, mm -hmm. credit Auburn. Auburn, you know, obviously that game was hard fought, went to overtime. 
Somebody had to win the game, and That's unfortunately, right. it's uh, not the Wildcats. That's right. right also, what else we have? Some other news. Nate Sestina, another grad transfer coming to Kentucky uh, from Bucknell. He will replace Reed Travis in this new version of a one-and-done. Yeah. And I got a, uh, got a Facebook message from a former coach of mine. He said, hey, see if he's available. My daughter needs a date. I'm thinking, man, this guy had not even. Wow. He didn't even totally moved in He's yet. the kind of guy that you uh, want your daughter to take on a date, huh? Yeah, well, I think that's true because if you look at his Facebook page, of his Twitter accounts, whatever. And I know social media is superficial to a degree, but uh, this young man seems to have it together. He does. Uh, more so uh, than a lot of people that you will see that's age 22, 23, uh, whatever. But he is 6'9", 245, 250 pounds, who can shoot threes. He's a banger on the inside, eight and a half rebounds a game, scores 15 points a game. And this is a great, um, I think this is a great addition to the Cats because you say, okay, who do you have coming in next year that's going to be a real banger? Right. Maybe you don't have that right now. Well, now you do. Well, I was looking at him. I was watching some of his YouTube videos, and uh, his game almost reminds me a little bit of a European-style type of game from what I saw. Now, he's not European. He's actually from Emporium, Kansas, or Kansas, Emporium, uh, Pennsylvania, which is, uh, I think he said, 1,900 people. So little bitty, bitty <laughs> small town. Um, and he plays a game, like you said, he's a big guy, yeah. can certainly muscle and pull down rebounds, but he can also step out, hit 41 three-pointers last year at Bucknell. That's not a fluke. If you hit 41 three-pointers in a season, you can really shoot the three-pointer. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be as big of a banger-type guy, as you say, as like what Reed Travis was, but he's going to have probably a, a wider skill set offensively than maybe what Reed did. And and more than anything, Brian, that just tells me that Cal really liked this experiment this year of having the older, more mature leader type role on his team. Um, so, you know, experiment worked once. Let's try it again. You know, one thing I think when you look at the 2012 National Championship team, we talk about Anthony Davis. Man, did he do this? And Michael Kidd Gilchrist was this. What about Darius Miller, the old man on the mm -hmm. team? You know, you need the old guy out there. We were talking uh, on the way back from Kansas City about how the Fab Five, the Michigan Fab Five, they go to back-to-back -back national championship games and they don't win. Well, who was their real old man on the team? Who was the leader that said, look, you guys are the flash and the dance and the bells and the whistles, but you need that core stability, right. and I'm going to be that guy. And, and you look at it now, the way that Calipari recruits and the level that he recruits at, the, the, the type of players, mm -hmm. those are just not guys that are going to stick around for five years. They're no. just not. If they're coming in a five-star guy, they're thinking in their mind they're either one and done, two and done, mm -hmm. three, and they got to, you know, those guys are not sticking around four years. So Cal has kind of found this loophole here I like it. of getting a senior guy in who is maybe was under-recruited or developed through their college years and not necessarily as early in their high school careers. Mm -hmm. And they found a way to make themselves one of the top players in, in, in the country, like a Reed Travis. And uh, there's always a spot for uh, leadership on any team. Yeah, Tony Barbie, assistant coach, he will not be going to Georgia State, uh, Georgia State getting Rob Lanier, Tennessee assistant. So he's the new coach. So Coach Barbie is mm -hmm. on the staff uh, at least for a little while longer. And, and um, you know, Cal has kept this staff together for the most part over the last several years. Uh, Rod Strickland, he, he had a departure, but Joel Justice moved in here and mm -hmm. Robic and Justice kind of, you know, shuffled, reshuffled their duties. Uh, but it, it's been a consistent uh, coaching staff with Kenny Payne kind of anchoring the assistant coaches. So it'll be interesting to see how many coaches stay around 
uh, for the for the upcoming season. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, how about Vandy? How about that? Winless in the SEC this year. First time that's happened since 1954, and they go get a former Tar Heel, Jerry Stackhouse. Now, is he going to play or is he going to coach? Now, if he was playing, I'm still in. I bet he can still be. I, 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 I was going to say, I was going to say, he might play or coach. Does yeah. he have college eligibility left over? Uh, I, I would hope so. Uh, yeah, that's Man. interesting. I mean, he has been an assistant coach, Jerry Stackhouse, in the NBA. People rave about his coaching ability. Obviously, he's never been a coach in college. Right. But, you know, I mean, if he gets the landscape of college, he's going to have to understand recruiting. I'm sure he has a pretty good knowledge of that. Surrounds himself with some good assistant coaches. And, I mean, there's only one way to go uh, at, at Auburn. I mean, at uh, Vanderbilt right now, and that's up. Sure. So, you know, you go 0-4 in the SEC uh, season. I think uh, anything's an improvement. Yeah, no, no question about it. Uh, Keeneland is underway. Big weekend of racing out there. You were over there yesterday. Yeah, they opened up uh, the spring meet on a Thursday. First time in 60 years that they did that. that. They, it, I mean, it was a neat atmosphere. <laughs> Tomorrow, though, is the biggest Saturday of the spring meet. It will be big. The Bluegrass Stakes, Toyota Bluegrass Stakes, uh, going off tomorrow. That is uh, one of the final prep races for the Kentucky Derby. And also the Ashland Stakes, which mm -hmm. is the biggest prep race for the Kentucky Oaks. Both of those stakes races taking place tomorrow. And so, I mean, it, it looks like the weather's going to be good. That place is going to be packed out over there. Yeah, it will be. And uh, also yesterday, opening day for the Lexington Legends, losing in 10 innings to Delmarva, 6-5. to five. What a way to start with Keeneland great weather. You said yeah. it was a pretty good crowd out there. The Legends had Bark of the Park, Thirsty Thursday, and opening day. Fireworks, balloons, baseball. I mean, my God. And that's God. why you didn't come back from work till about <laughs> 10 o'clock. Is, is that what happened? I, I had, you and, I had Yeah, you I had and your thing. dog are out there at the ballpark. <laughs> uh, yeah, Legends are getting going. And, you know, after the season, we forget they won the championship last that's right. year. Second time I ever. mean, think about that. That, you know. That's a good baseball team. I don't know how many of the same guys are back, but there are a few. And there's five back from last year, okay. including uh, Chase Vallow, who, if you remember, we did a story a couple of years ago. He got hit in the jaw I remember with that. a 92-mile-an-hour fastball. It literally destroyed his, uh, as Howard Cosell would say, it destroyed his mandible. <laughs> and I don't know if he had to go to Bluegrass Orthopedics. I don't know how he got that fixed. But he hit a home run last <laughs> night, so it's good to see him back. And uh, UK baseball, they're on the road this weekend at Missouri. So we have a lot of stuff. Even though basketball is technically over, right? Well, there's a lot going on right now in the spring. And there's also football. That's right, spring. spring football. Spring yeah. football going on That's right now. Week. Spring game next Friday, a week from today. Uh, Blue-white game. We haven't talked a lot about it. We have on our news, though, if you've been sure. tuning in to uh, WKYT at 530 and, and 6 and 11. Uh, we've been talking uh, to Mark Stoops and the players each day. Or, three times a week, I guess it is, that they allow us to get over there and talk to the team. And they're looking pretty good. I mean, they, they've got to replace some big players, especially no on the defensive no side of the ball. And that's one of the things we heard from Brad White, the new defensive coordinator, yesterday mm -hmm. about how he's trying to find those guys to step up. And I yeah. like what he said. He said, you know, that bar has already been set. And so he's trying to find guys that are ready to move that bar to the next level. And if he doesn't find those guys, then he'll go out and find them. Like sure. basically a challenge to everybody. So, yeah, spring football very much in full swing right now. Yeah, and I, I want to see what the offense looks like a little bit because in the spring game, everybody kind of knows to a degree what people are going to do. Uh, yeah, you do have a lot of holes defensively, and that's not going to be solved by the spring game. That is going to take all the way up until August, September, 
uh, maybe October. You never know. But the offense, Terry Wilson comes back as quarterback. You've got A.J. Rose in the as a running back. Lynn Bowden is going to be uh, who he is, minus the dreadlocks. Yeah, fresh new. So the helmet's going to be. He's probably going to get a smaller helmet. New cut. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're going to we have a special by the way next Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, leading into that and, and one of the stories in that that I put together was talking about Lynn Bowden and how he's always had the dreadlocks and now he showed up in the in the spring with a fresh new close cut to the head haircut <laughs> and he said it's part of he's wanting to be more of a people person to the fans and connect to the Big Blue Nation and he actually said this is these were his words not mine that he felt like fans couldn't see his face and see who right. he was with all the dreads, like he was hiding <laughs> behind his hair. So now he wants to be out there more for the fans yeah. and uh, kind of develop this new identity, and he wants to crush the stereotypes of what people might have of people with dreads. That's what he said. And uh, so, yeah, he looks good. <laughs> Last time I remember a U.K. football player completely transforming himself visually for the fans and, and just for himself was John Rader, the Breathed County linebacker. Folks will remember he had that huge scoop and score against Indiana back in the day. He had the mullet. He had the long hair, the wild man. And then we show up to media day. He's got it cropped sunglasses on. I was like, whoa, he went Hollywood on us. Yeah, that's been uh, and that was 20 plus years ago. So uh, we'll see what happens with the blue white game next Friday at Kroger Field day before my birthday <clears throat> and uh, so anybody wants a present you know it's Johnson's laughing I don't know why I don't think I have time to find something yeah, for you. thank you so much yeah. well that's going to do it for uh, <laughs> Facebook live today thank you to the good people at BGO Bluegrass Orthopedics for their sponsorship of this program on Facebook and we will see you next time for Lee K I'm Brian see you later